With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain co-editor Dave Schofield here for another somewhat geeky episode talking about some numbers. Going to hit a little bit of numbers from this past week, but we're not going to spend too much time on this past week because this is Ravens Week. And there's an awful lot of numbers to talk about when it comes to this Enormous matchup with the Baltimore Ravens, a matchup which is very balanced, very close, very equal between these two teams. The way the numbers line up, some things line up a little bit better for the Steelers, some things line up a little bit better for the Ravens. But when you really balance it all out, these are two evenly matched teams getting ready to to go at each other. So before we get there, Let's just make sure that we know that you should be subscribing to our channel to make sure you're not missing any of our podcasts. You definitely don't want to miss Jeff's Let's Ride, which comes out on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. You also don't want to miss the live mic, which is out on Tuesday mornings. You don't want to miss all of our two-part YouTube shows that, that are then out the following day on audio platform. And of course you, then you've got the touchdown under with our two Australian blokes that um, that's out on Saturdays, lots of other stuff. You've got the, the pregame show, all kinds of great content. There is no reason for you to say, Hmm, 
man, I wish there was something else that I could listen to that was just about the Steelers because behind the steel curtain has it. I can't keep up with all this. I mean, then again, I'm also writing for the website and have a lot to do and very busy to make sure everything's covered. But uh, man, it's really hard to keep up with all the content that we have coming out in our podcast platform. And also make sure you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com because there's a lot of stuff on there that, that you can get some great information, some great film breakdowns, some great commentary, your breaking news, all kinds of good stuff. It's a great community. If you haven't been there, make sure you go check it out. But real quick, let's talk about some stuff from the Titans this past week. It was it was very interesting because it was definitely a tale of two halves. Because when that first half, um, let's just say the first 29 minutes of the game, even though the first 29 and a half minutes of the game, you know, all, all, even a little bit beyond that, the Steelers were in complete control for the most part. The, the Titans got a fluky drive to get a touchdown. It was just one of those things where several things went their way. Mainly, I would have to say the, the it was more than just one thing. But the main one to think about was that that pass that was off the hands uh, of the offensive player and landed right there for the other guy to catch. Um, and I, not only that, I'm pretty sure that, w- that was Humphreys and that was his only catch of the game. And uh, I can't remember what down that was. I was thinking it was third down. It might not have been. It was, it was, it was a long play. It would definitely kept that drive going that otherwise the Steelers might have been able to get off the field. And then offensively, they had no punts in the first half, zero punts. Um, they, were, they, they scored on every drive up until the one right before the half, which ended in an interception to end the half. So you could almost say that it was the, the, the first 29 minutes and 50 seven seconds of the first half. It was just really domination by the Steelers. It looked like they, it wasn't an even matchup. The Steelers offense was way too much for the Tennessee Titans defense. And the Steelers defense was holding that potent Tennessee offense in check. And it was just shaping up to show that the, the steel, the kind of team the Steelers was, then you've got the interception. At the end of the half, you're like, ah, no big deal. I mean, it all started the play before, I think, which was the Eric Ebron um, false start, which knocked it back five yards. Would have been a really long field goal. You kind of forget how this was all set up. This was all set up because the Steelers took the time out to force the Titans to punt. Well, first of all, they'd kicked off, had one of those great kickoffs. The guy couldn't field it. They pinned him really deep. They called a timeout on after third down on using their last one to make the Titans punt, make them punt. And I even said it, you know what? Under 30 seconds, make them punt. Maybe something good happens. Ray Raven McLeod already had a, had a, had a big run back and um, you know, see what happens. And what happens is they botch the punt. The Steelers have the ball in a ready for a long field goal. You get the penalty. It seemed like the Steelers did not change their philosophy. I understand the philosophy is if you got a 52-yard field goal, hey, you got one shot at the end zone. Let's take the shot at the end zone, and then we'll kick the field goal. Well, once you lost the five yards, the Steelers' real their philosophy really needed to be, let's see if we can gain 10 more yards and kick it. 
You know, they went for the jugular and it kind of set them back for the tone of the game. That kind of changed a little bit between that play, allowed the the Titans to carry some momentum at halftime. Even if the Steelers just get three points there, that's just a that's just a killer to just to score that late in the half again. I mean, to get two scores in, in the final, I'm pretty sure it was in the final two minutes. I'd have to go back and 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 check for for sure exactly when that other score was that they that they had just had. Um, they really had a chance there, but I don't know if that gave the Titans life. Kind of got the Steelers' offense second guessing. Next thing you know, things aren't going their way. Uh, batted balls are being intercepted. Things like that. It was just kind of, it was just kind of crazy. Um, and I, I was, I, I was correct. It was inside a minute that the Steelers had that, that, uh, that pass to Deontay Johnson. So, so they could have scored ten points within the last minute of the half, even with just the field goal, and they would have, that would have made it thirteen points in the last three minutes of the half. It, it, it was just one of those crazy things. And then the way it played out, there was some questionable stuff on the one drive of the Titans, all kinds of crazy stuff. But all in all, the it's almost like the Steelers didn't keep their foot on the gas because that I, I, I still think that interception had an awful lot to do with it. Made them kind of you know, say, well, maybe we shouldn't be pressing this quite so hard. Maybe we should just make sure we, we stay back and win. And they only got three points in the half. That's, that's their lowest in a half by far this season, but they were relying on the defense. And some people say, oh, well, the defense, what happened to the defense? I mean, they held the Tennessee Titans to 24 points. Like I said, some of that was just how they were the strategy that they were they were going with one of them was the big fluky play not that fluky but what a big they gave up the big play they gave up the big play touchdown in the second half um they gave up it's very similar to giving up the big play against the eagles that's something that the defense needs to make sure that they're coming through with is that you're not giving up the big play so that was a little bit concerning but that's just another one of those things you take that play away you know, it's it's a whole different game. So I still think that the that the Steelers did what they needed to do. Yes, it came down to the missed kick at the end, but the steel. I mean, when you finish minus three, when you finish minus three, you don't win games. You don't win games. And the Steelers finished with a minus three turnover margin, and they on the road against an undefeated team, and they still won the game. That just goes to show you the amount of domination that they had over the Titans in the first half. So do I think they're that much better than the Titans like in the first half? Probably not. Do I think that the Steelers are very even with the Titans like they were if you look at the overall game, which was only a three-point game? Not so much either. I think a lot of things went against them there, and they they still got the victory. I I would put them in in the next class up from the Titans. No, no disrespect to the Titans. You know they they they're fighting, they're doing their thing, and they they can still keep improving as well. But that's something that the Steelers have to make sure that they are doing is to continue to improve. So there were some nice geeky numbers with that. Um, very disappointing that it was the first game that the Steelers didn't have either a 100-yard rusher or a 100-yard receiver, but it also meant they were a little bit more balanced. Um, Chase Claypool only had one catch for minus two yards. He got the one taken away from him, which I'm very frustrated in that play because if they're going to call that offensive pass interference, 
than the than the fourth down play that they ended up calling a hold on Joe Hayden. I'm pretty sure it was Joe Hayden. Maybe it was Mika Fitzpatrick. No, it was Mika Fitzpatrick, I'm pretty sure, that then gave the Tennessee the ball with a new set of downs inside the one. Um, then that should have been called offensive pass interference as well. Um, they're just some, frankly, I think they, I'd have been okay if neither of them were called. So just the way some of those things played out, one little, one little thing, one little thing in that game, like if you want to look at the Titans game and you want to say, Oh, what's one thing that really would have changed everything for the Titans, uh, making the field goal. Then you want to say, what's one thing that would have put it away more for the Steelers? You have about eight different times, if not more. I'm just coming up with eight off the top of my head. In different instances, you're like, well, if they had done this, it had been out of reach. If they had done this, it had been out of reach. If they had done this, it had been out of reach. And that just kind of goes to show that it wasn't necessarily the Steelers' day, the whole game, but they made it happen. They made it work. So before we get rolling completely into week eight, it's time to answer a question. And I've got to do this one this week because it's very specific to this week. And this question actually came to me from the other co-editor behind the steel curtain, Jeff Hartman. Now you're saying, well, Dave, why are you answering Jeff's question? You know what? He posed one to me. So I want to, if you're listening to this podcast, I want to challenge you. I'm ready for some stat questions. I really am. You can reach out to me at on Twitter at STLR superfandad, or you could email me at STLR superfandad at gmail.com. You can go to Behind the Steel Curtain, click on any of my articles, and you, there'll be ways to contact me there. So I'm looking for stat questions. I'm looking for them. I would love to have them. So, I mean, I had a, several of them early in this season, but they're not really applicable anymore as I was going through them. And now I'm trying to need a few more applicable questions. But Jeff's question was, how is it really that bad? Is it really as much as you think it is with the Steelers record in Baltimore? How do the Steelers ultimately play in Baltimore? So I'm, I'm going to do this part of the podcast now, and then we'll take a break and then we'll look at just comparing the numbers of the similar numbers that we've been looking at when it comes to these matchups the last several weeks. But when you're talking about the Steelers and Ravens, I saw a graphic today. And I'm like, I don't know if that's right. And then I had to read the fine print. Theirs was from 1998. I think that the, the, um, the overall record between the two teams is 23 and 23. I went back to all time. 1996, when the Cleveland Browns became the Cleveland Browns in purple, which is what I still look at that team in Baltimore. They're still just the Browns in disguise. So since 1996, the overall record, including playoffs, is the Steelers 28, the Ravens 24. So it's a very close matchup overall. In the playoffs, it's three to one Pittsburgh. The only time they didn't beat the Ravens in the playoffs. Um, I was there for that one. That was, I'm pretty sure that was 15. I'm, now all of a sudden I'm getting my getting my getting my games uh confused. Um, I can tell you right now that yeah, that was well, it was a 2014 season. It was in the year 2015. Um, and that was the playoff game in Pittsburgh right after uh, Le'Veon Bell was hurt the week before. I was at both of those games. Um, 
where he was hurt against the Bengals, where the Steelers won the game in order to win the division and then had to host Baltimore after going out and picking up Ben Tate off the street. So that was just a very difficult situation there. But that's the only time that the Steelers have lost the Ravens in the playoffs, and that was at Heinz Field. But if you're looking at playing in Baltimore, the Steelers do not have a winning record, but it's not nearly what you think. It is 11-13. and 13. It's 11 and 13. And what's interesting is the Steelers actually until last season when they lost in week 17 in the rain with, you know, bad quarterback play, you know, and, and again, the Steelers were really in until, you know, <laughs> late in the first half when Duck took the strip sack. I had just finished saying the one thing they can't do here is just turn it over here. And right on key, there it was. Um, so that's what the Steelers record is in Baltimore. That game, they, they, they lost last season, but they had won the three previous years in Baltimore. So now against at home, the Steelers are 17 and 11. So it's not that big of a, of a discrepancy. Um, in, um, in the playoffs, the Steelers, I think, well, well, no, that's not the playoffs before that, but the Steelers did win in, it wasn't three games. It was two games. Sorry, I was mistaken. Um, in 2017, 2018, they won their games in Baltimore because the year before that was the year I was the one time I went to a Steelers game in Baltimore and it was, eh. um, when <laughs> it, it wasn't Joe Flacco, who was it? I can't even remember. It was Ryan Mallett. I'm pretty sure is who the quarterback was. And there was, the Steelers had no business losing that game. And yet they did. But that's kind of how these matchups play off. Now, I wanted to throw in one extra thing here. There's another factor going into this game, and that is Baltimore coming off the bye. That they generally are do pretty well out of the bye. They've won their the last four seasons. The Ravens has won their game coming out of the bye. But so they're in all, they are 17 and 7 coming out of the bye. When they are at home. And this just seems wrong that they have so many home games coming out of the bye. But when they're at home, they're 12 and 5 coming out of the bye. But against the Steelers, they faced them coming out of the bye three times. And Pittsburgh's won two of them. So Pittsburgh won coming out of the bye in 01 and 07. Baltimore won coming out of the bye in 2016. So that's something that's pretty interesting that um, I thought that was going to be a little bit different than, than what I expected. So it was kind of the whole thing of what's this task of the, of the Steelers going up against Baltimore. Here's another thing. Here's another one for you. The last time the Ravens were favored to beat the Steelers and covered the point spread was a Thursday night game in 2015, the game that I affectionately call the Scobie debacle where the Ravens had no business winning that game and they ended up winning it in overtime. Uh, that's the last time the Ravens have been favored and covered the spread. And that's because the spread was two and a half points. Um, now the, they did the only, the, that was one that they won the other two times since then where the Ravens have been favored against the Steelers and they didn't cover the spread. One of them was because they didn't even win the game. And the other one was they, they did not cover the, the spread uh, last, last season in week five because the spread was three and a half points. 
the, the spread's been right around three and a half points as of right now. I saw some places where it was four in favor of the Ravens, which is really kind of what happens when it, when a team's at home. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to look at how these teams, some of the same stat categories that we've been looking at over the last several weeks going into these matchups. I've got some people that say they like it when I do that. You know, looking at where the teams are ranked, how many yards they give up, uh, and various things and whatnot, and how the two teams compare. So we're going to do that coming back right after this commercial break. So stick around and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to the Steeler Stat Geek. This is Dave Schofield, the co-editor behind the SteelCurtain.com, coming at you again with some crazy numbers, getting ready for this big, big matchup on Sunday in Baltimore, 1 o'clock, CBS. A lot of the country is going to be getting this game again. Hopefully, wherever you are, you'll be able to check this one out live. But what I've been doing over the last several weeks is looking at the statistics and the rankings of both of these teams. I've basically done this since the Steelers bye week because it, it just seemed to, to be something that the teams liked. And I have to adjust all of these because not every team has played the same amount of games. So I've, I'm continuing to do that. I'm taking teams that have only played six games and adjusting it to where if they played seven and things of that nature. But you're going to see as this goes, these two teams – are an even matchup. They are, they really are an even matchup. So I'm going to, let's start breaking it down. Let's start with the defense. We'll start with the defense. When, when you look at the passing defense, and this is something that the Ravens are known for, for their very strong corners and everything else. Baltimore is ninth in the NFL when it comes to passing defense with giving up 230.8 yards a game where the Steelers passing defense is sixth, giving up 217.5 yards per game. Now, I will say this, is that the Steelers have been facing some of the best run offenses in the league lately. So that might be part of the reason that number's a a little bit lower than the Ravens. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Steelers are sixth, Ravens are ninth. If you look at the rushing defense, Baltimore is 10th in the league, giving up an average of 109 yards rushing per game, where the Steelers are second, giving up 68.8 yards rushing per game. And that's going up against two very good rushing attacks the last two weeks and holding them both under 100 yards. So that's that's pretty impressive because another where this also comes into play is is this. Sometimes your rush defense can look better because you're winning games. So 
Let me say that again. Sometimes your rush defense, when it comes to rushing yards, can look better because you're winning games. Meaning you're ahead, not just winning games, but ahead in games. Because if you're winning on the last second every week, that's that's not a big, big difference. But if you're ahead in games, teams might not be as likely to run against you. So that's something where like, is that benefiting the Steelers or benefiting the Ravens? Well, really with that one, that's really benefiting the Ravens. And let, let me show you why. How about yards per attempt? Yes, yeah, some of these some of these teams might not be giving up many yards, but is it because teams just aren't running as much? When it comes to yards per attempt, the Pittsburgh Steelers are second in the NFL, just like they were in rushing yards. They are second. They only give up 3.39 yards per attempt. The Ravens are 23rd against the running against the run when it comes to yards per attempt. They're giving up 4.57 yards per rush. So that kind of goes to show you that the Ravens, yeah, they're 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 sitting in 10th on in run, rushing defense, but part of that's because they're winning their games and they're ahead in their games and therefore teams and they're ahead by a lot and teams are having to just kind of abandon the run in the second half and throw the ball a lot. So that's kind of a little bit telling there. That's the biggest discrepancy when it comes to the defenses and that that's just yards you know, yards per attempt. Otherwise, you know, the Steelers do have a better rush defense. They do have a little bit better pass defense according to the rankings. So, but it's not by a lot. Now let's look at the offenses. I'm going to start with rushing this time. The Steelers are the 11th or 11th in the league when it comes to rushing, meaning rushing yards. And that's 129.6 yards per game. Baltimore coming out of the bye, not even playing a game, moved up into first. They are now the number one rushing team in yards per game at 164.3 because the teams that were ahead of them uh, didn't rush for as many yards this past week. So that bumped them up into number one. They're also first in yards per attempt. They're getting 5.45 yards per rushing attempt. Where the Steelers are middle of the road, they're 16th. They're getting 4.23. But an interesting stat that I looked up, the Steelers are like, they have a chance to like make a set a really big record with the number of kneel downs they have had so far this season. They have 14 plays where they have taken a knee. You know, there's only been a couple of times in the last 20 years, a handful of times where teams even knelt down 30 times in a season. And the Steelers through six games are, are basically halfway there um, because that's what you want to do. You want to have your defense make the stop and your offense have the ball to kill the clock, you know, and take, you know, victory formation at the end. So the Steelers 4.23 yards per carry would be 4.48 if you take out the kneel downs. So it would be a little bit more impressive, but I didn't, I, I, I didn't rank that because I didn't take down, out the kneel downs for every team. So that just didn't seem fair. But I thought I'd throw that number out there that, uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's another quarter of a yard per rush, another 0.25 yard per rush that the Steelers would have if you take out those kneel downs. When you look at passing offense, the Steelers are 23rd with 229 yards per game. And you're like, wow, you know, I thought they're, they were doing pretty good passing the ball. It's because they don't have to. I mean, look, when they won the game 38 to 7 against the Browns, they only, they only threw for 168 yards because they just didn't need to. 
And along the same lines is the Ravens pass offense. They're 31st in the NFL with 177.8 yards per game. They have almost, they are only 13.5 yards less per game rushing than they are passing because they're successful with the rush and everything else. So some people might say that as all oh, well, the Ravens don't have that great of a rushing or pass attack. They haven't had to use it. And when they did need to use it in the game against Kansas city, they just really didn't have it. So that's because that's been their one loss in the season. And we'll talk about that here um, very shortly. So that's some more stats where, where yes, where they're the Ravens have the advantage of rushing on offense you know, decently more than the Steelers. The Steelers got the advantage with passing. So when you look at all that stuff, it's all kind of evening out when you look at it, um, especially with the Steelers a little bit better, higher ranked defenses than the Ravens. So, so far things are pretty even. How about sacks? How about how many sacks the teams are getting? The Steelers are first in the NFL with 26, but the Ravens are second with 22 in six games. There's some teams that have more sacks, but in more games. But when you average them out per game, the Ravens would be second. Okay. If you're now, if you're talking about sacks given up, the Steelers are tied for fourth because they've only surrendered eight sacks where the Ravens are 21st, where they've given up 15 sacks. So they've given up just about twice as many as what the Steelers have in six games. So that's something interesting to keep an eye on is that they both get to the quarterback, but the Ravens give up the sack a little bit more. So that will be interesting to watch on Sunday. How about takeaways? They're very, very similar. Uh, Pittsburgh has nine takeaways on the season. That's tied for ninth. The Ravens have 11. That's sixth in the NFL. So they're taking it away more than the Steelers are. Then you look at turnovers, turning the ball over. The Ravens only have five turnovers on the season, and that's tied for fifth. The Steelers went from only having four to now having seven after their three turnover performance against Tennessee, which has them tied for 13th. So for that one, give a little bit of advantage to the Ravens. It's totally, totally kind of balancing these different things out. If you look at total offense, total defense between rushing and passing total, both on offense or defense, this is based on yards, total offense, Pittsburgh is 21st at 358.7 yards per game. Baltimore is 27th at 342.1, mainly because they're relying so much more on the run than they are the pass. Um, when it comes to total defense, the Ravens are ninth giving up 339.8 yards per game. Pittsburgh, first, 286.3 yards per game. They're the number one defense in the NFL overall when you take both into account rushing um, and passing. That's the Steelers. So they're both pretty even. You know, they're they're down the list in their offenses. You know, they're up the list in their defenses. Pittsburgh has the advantage in both of those. But then you got to remember, you're playing in Baltimore. They're coming off a bye. All kinds of crazy stuff. But then some people were saying, you know, sometimes we get 
how, how do I say this? I say guests, but they're, they're fans from, from other teams that come into our, to our podcasts when we're live on YouTube and they want to interject some things, but sometimes they like to interject some things um, that they only look at it from one side and don't realize that it's even worse. Like someone was trying to talk smack and says, the Steelers haven't won a playoff game since 2016. Well, you know what? The Ravens haven't won a playoff game since 2014. That, season when they played that last their last playoff win was that one against the Steelers they haven't won a playoff game since even with everything going on so those are things that are kind of crazy one of those another one of those things is oh well the Steelers haven't played anybody other than the Titans well you know what if you really look at it neither of the Ravens except for the except for the Chiefs so if you if you want to look at how let's say strength of schedule so far okay the they're extremely similar Baltimore's opponents are 27, 23, and two. The opponents that they have on the year, their records are 20, or did I say 27? I, I might have screwed that one up, sorry. 17, 23, and two. I can't remember if I said that right or wrong. So either way, it's 17. Where the Steelers are 16, 23, and one. So they both have teams that have the same number of losses. Baltimore's played both Philadelphia and Cincinnati. That's why there's two ties that they have where, where Pittsburgh hasn't played them yet. But every team that Baltimore's played has played seven games so far this season. And um, two of the teams that the Steelers have played just so happens to be the two the two teams that the Ravens haven't played because they've played three of the same five or four of the same 16, something like that, that, um, that, that the Steelers have two teams that have only played six games this year. So... Um, so I don't know if it's every team with Baltimore, but of the of the games that are different. So these teams have played; they, they've they've had similar matchups. The Steelers and Ravens have both played and beat the Texans. Okay, Baltimore beat them a little bit more handily than what the Steelers did, but Houston had more turnovers. It was it was a different game. They've both played the Browns and had almost identical scores: thirty-eight to six versus thirty-seven to seven, almost the same thing. You know, they've, that's just kind of how this has played out. They've both played a team that only has one loss. The Steelers played the Titans and the one loss that the Titans had was against the Steelers. The Ravens played the Chiefs. They only have one loss on the season, but you're like, oh, well, those two, you know, the part of the stuff going on with the Ravens is they had to play play the, the the high-powered Kansas City offense when the Steelers were playing, have only played the Titans so far. Not so fast, because when you look at yards per game, Kansas City has 398.3 yards per game, and Tennessee has 401.3 yards per game. So Tennessee actually has the higher-ranked offense right now than Kansas City, based on yards. And if it wasn't for playing the Steelers, it would be even that much more, because the Steelers held them to their season low of 292 yards on the, uh, for the day. So that's kind of another one of those things going on there. But these teams, if you look at these numbers, they are just so evenly matched. This really is, an, uh, I would say, almost a toss-up game. You say the Ravens are favored by three and a half. Well, you give you, basically the home team gets three points most of the time. You know, and then of course you've also got the history of dealing with stuff with last year and the Ravens' big big year. These two teams are very even. 
I said it on the Scobro Show. It's so important. I'm going to say it here on Stat Geek in order to close it out. And that is what I want from this game more than anything is I really want a good, clean game. And what I mean by a clean game is I don't want to see a bunch of fluky plays by either team. I don't want the Steelers to win simply because all the bounces went their way. You know, I don't want to see the Steelers lose because all the bounces went against them. There could be bounces. I kind of want them to be split even. I don't want the Steelers to win because of poor officiating or to lose because of poor officiating. I want there to be good officiating. I don't want to see a team dealing with a big injury in game. Either one of them. Either one of them. I want this to be a nice, clean game and really see, let's let the better team win. That's what I would like to see more than anything on Sunday. And of course, I would like that better team to be the Pittsburgh Steelers and for them to leave Baltimore with a W. It's going to be a tall task. I say, looking at it right now, this is the toughest game remaining on the Steelers schedule based on everything right now. Of course, things change as the season goes on in the NFL. This is a big one. This is a tough one. But as you can see, the numbers show they're even. But also those numbers I said before the break doesn't show just because it's in Baltimore doesn't mean that the, that the Steelers are at a big disadvantage. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think the pressure's on the tennis, Tennessee. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to get over that game. I think the, the, the pressure is on the Baltimore Ravens here because even if you're going to split the series, the last thing you want to do is lose the drop the one at home and then have to win the one on the road, in prime time, on a short week in Pittsburgh. All the all the pressure's on Baltimore. If they win this game, then when they face off on Thanksgiving, all the pressure's on the Steelers. So the Steelers just need to do what they need to do, get in there, get a victory, get out of that dirty city, and get back to Pittsburgh and get ready to take on the Cowboys. So with that, I want to thank you for tuning in. Make sure you're, you're, you're giving the good five-star ratings or however they work or wherever you listen to these podcasts. We really appreciate everything that you do for us here at Behind the Steel Curtain. We wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for you out there listening. So for that, thank you for your time. And most importantly, thanks for geeking out with me. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.